2: What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuned in to the newest edition of the Punchless MMA Podcast. It's your boy Dale Lippin in here. Oh, I'm so hyped! I had to play that intro. I almost played it twice, man. I almost played that intro twice. It's your boy Dale Lippin in here with Trey Van Buskar. Trey, what's going on, man? This is a big. This is the this is a monumental show, man. This is the best we. This is the best show we've ever done, and we haven't even done it yet.
0: We're a minute 25 in. I've got to say, so we sweep the main card. We have our first perfect card ever, and now we're going YouTube live. We've got production value upon us i'm just curious we go perfect card again what's next
2: i don't know listen if we can go perfect again um i really think that we should probably just uh quit our day jobs i really feel like that's probably next we're super close to quitting our day jobs i think that that's probably the next play uh is is that now this the first. that was the first perfect card we've ever had as far as the show goes however I did get close to a perfect card before, way back when, um, and I got, dude, it was, I, I was thwarted by a Yoel Romero, mm. Jacques Aré Sosa split decision that did not go my way. Had I gotten that, it would have been a perfect card prelim to the top um, as far as per- perfection goes. But I'll take this one. This COVID-19 rattled 7-0, and dude, nothing makes me happier.
0: Yeah, I mean to our benefit, whittled down to a seven fight card. Um, I had like four fights fall out, but seven fights, all you know, relatively decisive decisions, no erroneous judging by any means. Um, we picked it through and through.
2: Yeah. Well, here's the thing with that, right, though. So we've had nights way back when where we've gone 0 for 5. So going 7 and 0, I'm still taking it, right? I'm just, I'm still going to take it. Uh, one of the other things I am going to take, Trey, is I am going to take my ass to the mailbox and I'm going to, you know what? I actually don't have to go to the mailbox because it gets delivered directly to my door. So if I ever want the world's best, most high quality meat delivered directly to my door, you know how I have to do that? It's going to go to stayclassymeats.com. I can use promo code FIST and I'm going to save 10% on the entire order. No GMO, no hormone, uh, just the way the good Lord intended, man. Uh, you know where your food comes from. Your food's got a name, it's got a face, uh, and it's stay classy meats. It gets no better than that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A couple things you got to treat your body right and you got to treat your body right with what you're wearing. Um, another great sponsor of ours, Allegiance Clothing. Guys, go to allegianceclothing.com. Type in the code punch. That's going to get you 15% off site-wide. See this American flag behind me?
2: I do. I do. It's very patriotic.
0: Thank you. That, I've got uh, the San Diego skyline behind me. But I want to wrap the American flag because I am not wearing an Allegiance shirt. And usually, if you are wearing an Allegiance shirt, you just exude the greatest country that is the United States. Mm -hmm. Allegianceclothing.com. Guys, utilize the code punch. You'll get 15% off site-wide.
2: Yes. All right. So we did go, so we did go a perfect seven to no We're not going to say that any, we'll probably say it a couple more times, um, but we did go a perfect seven to no but Trey, we have a big show planned for tonight. Um, we have, th- this is a big fight weekend. We're going to kick things off with a little bit differently than we normally do. And we're going to, we're going to talk Bellator. Um, primarily, we do a lot of UFC, the occasional boxing, but we won- do want to talk Bellator. Bellator is really great this week for a couple different reasons. One, they do, they're pulling the classic Bellator where they're giving us two cards back-to-back, one on Friday and one on Saturday. Yep. So when we get that, we get that Friday card. And there's something special happening on that Friday card. Do you know what that is?
0: That is a couple things. One, we have our first-ever sponsored fighter walking into the cage. And he's not just walking in on the early prelims, the prelims. This dude's strutting his way into the cage on the main card, Dale.
2: On the main card. <laughs> Uh, he'll be third from the top. Uh, and not only that, he's going to be joining us here in a few minutes, which is fantastic. I'm super hyped about that. We get to talk to him for a little bit. Uh, but here's the thing is he's taken on a challenger, uh, in Ed Ruth, who, you know, as you know, Ed Ruth is a credentialed NCAA American wrestling champion, uh, an absolute stud of a fighter himself. This is a better look for us than it was even a couple weeks ago. And we'll tell we'll tell uh, him this when he comes in. But this is great, man. I, I'm so excited about this card for that exact reason. Because he's coming in a, a, as a little bit of an underdog, which I think gives us a chance to make some money. And we get to rep that punch list MMA flag on the Paramount Network for everybody to see. Um, look, man, I couldn't be happier, dude. I mean, the thing... This is a dir- direct result of you know the growth of the channel, the growth of the of, of the people, the, the 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 punch list MMA fans. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm trying not to fanboy out too much, but uh, I am excited about it. No, this is a super
0: exciting fight. So Taylor, we you know we'll get into the intricacies of what he sees from his lens and in coming into this fight. But at a plus two forty, these are the types we, of fights we've seen in the COVID era where the underdog comes in. The aggressor and is able to lay it on thick and hopefully get the quick finish. Taylor is an aggressive striker as it is. If you go back to his LFA days, the guy just moves forward, insane striking, comes in heavy, built like an absolute granite. Um, I think Ed Ruth, who's actually moving up for this, is going to have a tall task. And you know, people, you know, not aware this is Taylor's debut, but it's going to be a monumental one.
2: For yeah. Sure. Absolutely. So let's talk about things that have been around for a long time, like uh, geological features, one of which being Alistair Overeem. Fifth round TKO finish over Augusto Sakai on Saturday, you know, capping off that, that 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 run that we were on. We didn't necessarily, I mean, there wasn't a lot of people out there that thought he was going to get it done in the fifth round. But I really do believe, am I getting ahead of myself when I think Alistair Overeem has one more run left in him? <laughs> I, as I
0: watched that fight, I literally, and I, I said this to many of the people that commented um, on our social channels is we saw the 2020 version of the rope adult. for mm-hmm. the first three rounds. We saw Alistair up against the cage, just getting shots wailed on him from Augusto Sakai. You know, was that going to put him in damage? Yeah, absolutely. He had a full vulnerable zone for an uppercut that could have just knocked him out cold, but somehow he was able to Bob weave, you know, protect himself at all costs. And while doing that, draining augusto sakai which we knew going into the later rounds we've never seen augusto sakai go through five rounds we don't we know that his cardio just based on his body type and how he carries his weight would never go the distance smart smart plan and that's what you can get from a veteran
2: yeah no i think i think he listen he used that veteran savvy we're talking about a guy with nearly 70 professional fights um we knew that he was going to bring some sort of veteran while into it and we saw it firsthand uh, he literally just, you know, he's like that old head playing pickup poops or whatever. He just literally was using old crafty tricks to get it done. And then the takedowns that he landed in the fourth and the fifth round were just single leg dragging him across his body. Just very, you're exhausted. And I kind of know what I'm doing style takedowns. Um, really thought that Overeen by submission might've been a good play there. Um, and you know, we actually put on Twitter as the, the event was happening after the end of the second round, they had live betting. And they had Overeem at a plus one seventy live, and I put on Twitter plus one seventy live on Overeem as an absolute gift from yeah. the gods. And sure enough, it ended up being exactly that. I'm happy to see him get him get a win. Uh, team Elevation one and one on the night. Uh, you know the loss coming from a Montana De La Rosa uh, looked good for spurts of that fight, but wasn't you know incredibly. Uh, I don't want to say impressed because anybody that goes in the cage, I'm impressed by, Um, but you know, it just wasn't the showing I was anticipating Mm -hmm. out of her and Vivian Arajau looked great, but let's talk about something. Let's talk about something real quick. Mm -hmm. Your boy, Michelle Pereira Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. slapping the shit out of Zalim Imadayev. Yeah. Let's talk about this for a second. My man, open hand slapped him. How disrespectful, how disrespectful was that?
0: He did a couple of that. He did um, also the the perpendicular stance, looking over his back shoulder. The Conor McGregor, you know, let the guy circle off your back. He did the Nate, Nate and Nick Diaz Stockton slap. Not only did you the Stockton slap, but he kissed it, fluttered it out wide, and landed it flush.
2: He did. He did do a little jazz hand with it, didn't he? He like mm-hmm. he kind of hit it with the finger with with the wrist. He gave it with the little the floaty. You're right. He yeah. did do that. I didn't. Now that I think about it, he really did. Um, the only thing was, is it was more like a, like a whack-a-mole mm. so much as like the and slap is a back and forth kind True. of setup, True. but it was, it, it was still just disrespectful. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, we got, we got to give him credit though. This we said this going into the, into this fight, it was a really, really tough one to pick because was Michelle prayer going to rein it back in? Were we going to see a little bit more conservative strike? And I will say you could just tell that he was bursting from the scenes he's like oh just one backflip one gainer off the cage one weird somersault whatever it is but he didn't do it i mean he definitely did a couple you know theatrical things but he he reigned it in and stayed pretty conservative
2: yeah i don't speak portuguese but i feel like probably a lot of what his corner was yelling to him was stay composed stay composed stay composed or something to that effect so speaking of composure uh, while we're waiting for Taylor to get on here, let's talk about something real quick. They announced since our last recording that Colby versus Tyron Woodley is official for September 19th in Vegas. Um, looks to be probably the last Vegas card before they head out to Fight Island. Colby versus Tyron Woodley. It's finally happening. Uh, what, what are we anticipating here? Because Tyron Woodley doesn't appear to that he's pulled the trigger, but man, is he talking a big game online right now?
0: Oh, he's talking a big game and he's got mental warfare going on. He's got Jorge Masvidal, you know, going up to St. Louis to train with him. You know, while Colby hasn't really been training too much, um, you know, with Jorge, um, obviously with their uh, split with friendship, um, to have that and know that like in your earlier years when you're sleeping on the dude's couch and you know the guy's, everything the guy's about there's a couple little tidbits he could definitely pick up so while he's doing that for just show or he's actually learning some tidbits from jorge masvidal i'm sure it's weighing on colby just a little bit
2: yeah, I mean, is colby mentally ratable i know you know at times he seems juvenile mm. but he talked all that shit against usman and came in and looked composed and fought that fight intelligently he did not fight it emotionally you know can we expect the same thing out of colby in this in this tyrant fight because i i would I would argue that Tyron versus Colby is a bigger rivalry than him versus Usman was.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think from a, let's take a 60,000 foot view of this. I think that Colby is one of those people. He's the bully in high school where you just know behind just the ever so little bit of the person's skin. He's the most insecure person on the planet. But to your point though, you'd think someone that's so outlandish, so boisterous, all that stuff that he would get rattled, but he hasn't. Um, I don't think he's gone fairly quiet on social media, so he's definitely focused. He's within his own camp, which is Colby Inc. I think he's coming to play, and, you know, Tyron, who's on, who's been eroding ever since his uh, three fights ago, since his uh, his Usman fight, it's right. it's a tough task for him. And I think that the lines that Vegas has put forth, you know, say the same thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, so right, as it stands right now, Colby's a pretty sizable favorite and justifiably so, uh, you know. Tyron is talking all kinds of shit. Like he's going to let his hands go. Finally, you know, he's put a post out today saying, I hear you. The fans are all telling me, I hear you. I promise I'm going to put hands on this dude, this, that, and the other. It, can we believe that though? Can we really believe that? I mean, we're talking about a guy that's literally been talking about how war ready. He's been for months. Now he goes out, he fights Gilbert Burns and then just sits there on his butt the entire time and doesn't do anything. So it's very, it was just a very interesting uh, sort of setup. Another fight that I want to talk to you about was just announced prior to us coming on the air. Your girl, Carla Sparza, is taking on my girl, Amanda Hebus. So we literally get, <laughs> we literally get exactly what we talked about. I mean, this you you want to, you want this rivalry to exist so bad, right? You so badly want this rivalry to exist between me and you. If there's something that's going to divide us. If there's something that's going to divide us, it's this right here. Because I know that you're all cookie monster. And I'm not, dude. Amanda Hebas is going to destroy your girl.
0: I will say this fight does not suit her. But I I, I commend Esparza for taking this fight. What's Esparza's number one trick? It's her wrestling and getting into the ground, staying in half guard, utilizing some ground and pound. But where do you not want to go with Amanda Hebas? The ground. Her submissions, her BJJ Black Belt is so legit. So uh, is this Sparza going to have to rely on her striking, which six episodes ago, great striking. I don't dude, know. Maybe oh, so. Man,
2: I can't with you. I can't with you <laughs> in the striking, dude. It's not good, man. It's just <laughs> not. I, listen, I want to believe you. I want to believe that it's there. I just don't see it, man. I just don't see it. And that's fine. It is what it is uh, in that regard. But here's the thing, right, is I think this is going to be a real test Carlos Esparza, while not a gatekeeper has sort of embraced this mentality that she is a measuring stick for up-and-coming talent and Amanda Hebas is the new chick on the block um, and she hebus is going gotta, gotta fight in front of her and Carlos Sparza knows that any run back towards any semblance of title contention is going to run through um, is gonna run through you know, it's going to, it's going to have to, it's going to have to run through hebas. So, um, you know, it is what it is, man. But listen, we can talk about chicks all day long. We can talk about girl fights. I, we're going to talk about grown men fighting here for a second. So without further ado, listen, I almost waxed the stream of the, my, my mustache up. Cause I knew this dude was coming on. I was going to, I was going to wax it up. Um, uh, because I knew Taylor was coming on. Look at that mustache. It's so
1: so good. <laughs>
2: uh taylor what's going on man glad to have you on the show man how are you
1: i'm doing well man i'm just uh hanging out in the hotel room 65 degrees in here to keep my body temperature down right (laughs) yeah getting ready to make weight man how's that weight coming it's good i'm still about 10 12 out right now so okay So,
0: so it looks like you've been training at att portland you took the rv all the way to connecticut
1: uh, no, I, I did that for my last fight in Vegas, but uh, I've actually just been flying out here. Uh, I take the RV, though, and I train in, in Portland. I stay there for the week and then uh, head back. Nice. On. Good deal.
2: So, so let's talk about uh, two weeks ago. What was it? Two, three weeks ago, we initially wanted to have you on. Fight fell off. Bigger fight now, man. Ed Ruth, bigger fight, yeah. bigger opponent, bigger platform. I mean, that's that's making the best out of a bad situation, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a huge opportunity. Yeah. Uh, one of my teammates, uh, Austin Vanderford, he he fights for Bellator as well. Uh, potentially, it was him and I were both offered to Ed, and uh, Austin ended up having some stuff uh, come up, and so I uh, I got the opportunity, man. Pretty. He stoked. got that
2: Rona. He got that Rona. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah.
1: dude. It's <laughs> whack, dude.
2: So how's, how's Bellator taking care of you guys? I mean, are you doing like multiple tests? What's happening with all that? What do you guys got going on?
1: Yeah, so they test us before we can get on the plane. Um, they test us uh, right when we get here. We quarantine just for like the first day when we're here. And then uh, I believe they test us the day before the fight too or something. So, okay. yeah.
0: So, Are they do. So, at, at ATT Portland, um, Austin Vanderford is a perfect scenario for this. Being that he has COVID, it looks like he's been posting that Paige has got COVID too. Or at least some <laughs> some like remnants yeah. of it. Um, what are you guys doing? Are you trying with big fights like Ed Ruth on on deck? Like you need to do everything to keep safe. Are you guys doing any practices at ATT
1: or um we're i I don't know, it's kind of a small group. Uh I mean there's you know 30 of us that come in and out of there and train often, but uh all this corona stuff that's been happening to Van Ford, he's uh he's actually been in Florida the whole time at uh, ATT okay. there. And you know, I, I don't know. I think when I if I was him and I would have got, you know tested positive the first time i probably would have just came home after the quarantine and maybe just stuck with this small group because you know florida gyms there's a lot of people coming and going so
3: yeah
2: all right so let's talk about this they booked you for a fight in the middle of hunting season what's going on with that
1: <laughs> I mean, what What are we yeah. doing here uh, a lot of my buddies are uh talking trash like dude they better not before season they better not schedule you in the middle of hunting. Season. <laughs> and sure as shit it happened but uh you know i'm It's my job. I got to, you know, it's my priority. What was, you know, I got to do what I got to do as far as fighting goes. But as soon as I get back, I'm hitting them mountains. going to go find me some meat.
0: Has it it been tough? I mean, you, you were living in San Diego now up to Portland. So you got way more hunting grounds. I imagine has been tough to like, keep your weight relatively within the zone you want with the amount of hunting you're doing.
1: Um, it, it's, it's not too bad, man. I only was able to go out for like three days, uh, last weekend and then I jetted over to Portland, but I'm actually living in sisters, Oregon, uh, right now. So like lucky enough when I get home, I, if there's, a, if there's a deer or anything floating around, that's got any kind of antlers on it, I can put it down and get some meat. So <laughs> hey. it's nice cause I live, I live out, uh, on a ranch compound out in sisters. i some friends of mine that it's a pretty sweet setup. So there's sometimes just meat walking right by, you got food, to- <laughs> waiting for you
2: yeah. yeah nothing like having you on while you're trying to make weight and just talking about food the whole yeah, time sorry. Sorry, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, so listen we, i do want to say something real quick before we we get off topic is that um it's probably like the coolest thing from like a side project thing that i've ever been a part of see like having you gonna walk out on friday with our logo on you man that was yeah. like that is literally oh, like I, I don't know I'll try not to fanboy out about it but dude, that's so cool <laughs> oh, we'll do it
1: <laughs> God, dude, it's awesome I'm, I'm pretty stoked and uh I gotta thank Roy for uh hooking it up always taking care of me I'm he's he's such a good guy and I'm like dude i I don't expect you to do this stuff for me he's like no I got you bro <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Bro, yeah. My my good punch- punchless boys on there too so I was like that's yeah. so cool allegiance has been
0: so good to us um yeah, and Roy's been a legend for sure. But yeah, when you walk out with that thing, oh, you don't think that Dale and I are gonna be jumping up on the couch <laughs> and just like take as many screenshots that's as possible.
1: <laughs> that's my
2: boy. <laughs> you watch your old fights and you have Jocko's name across like your crotch area, and I'm like, dude, we're in such elite company to have like Jocko and then fill the spot where Jocko wants what? I mean, yeah, dude, yeah. that's that's so crazy. And I saw you shouted him out on Instagram today. That's who? That's that's illustrious company to be in, man. So mm-hmm. thank you. So. so uh,
0: So, Taylor, okay, so your fight fell out three weeks ago. Now you got Ed Ruth coming up. I I, I heard something as of recently that you were trying like valiantly to get another fight going and you were just constantly in Bellator's ear, like, come on, let's get something going. I'm ready to go. But a lot of guys were kind of ducking, dodging you. If you were to like kind of look through the lens of one of your other competitors, you know, why they're kind of anti you with this being your big, you know, debut, what do they kind of look at you and kind of are fearful of?
1: I don't know. I mean, I have. I won a national title. You know, granted it was NAIA. It wasn't the biggest division, but I I was uh, recruited as a division one wrestler um, out of high school, and I you know was kind of a trouble troublemaker, and um, ended up going a different route, kind of quitting wrestling for a while. But I ended up at Southern Oregon, um, wrestled my ass off. I I was always like number one going into the national tournament, and I only got a title. But as far as wrestling goes, man, I people are scared of that. Like. I'm going to try to launch you on your head if I get the opportunity. Uh, so I think people are like, oh, shit, I can't out-wrestle them. Then they see that I've knocked some dudes out. and You know, I had an eight-second knockout. I've knocked a few guys out on my feet with my hands. Uh, and then, obviously, elbows, elbows of death coming down. I give them the people's elbow and a couple You're of other right? bites. I don't know. I think people are, you know, they're like, oh, I don't know if I can. They don't want that. <laughs> yeah, there's no peace for me here. And I, I don't know. Fighters aren't the just the tough guys who fight anybody like they used to be back in the day. Uh, there's there's some still out there, but not not everybody's like that.
2: So what kind of fight are you hoping out of Ed? Because I think a lot of people have been frustrated with him in, as far as when he got into Bellator because they expected him to come in and put on just this wrestling, you know, showcase. And he's largely just kind of fell in love with his hands. You, on the other hand, you know. You, you can kind of get it done anywhere. So do you want to test yourself wrestling-wise with him? First of all, don't play don't downplay the fact that you're a national champion. That's the, you, you, you worked your ass off for that. You won a national championship. Embrace that. Second of all, do you want to throw hands with Ed? Because I would love to see you throw hands with Ed because I yeah. think that that's, that's highlights in the making, man. This is fireworks. Yeah.
1: No doubt. No, I, I, I plan to go uh, Chuck Fitz with Ed. We'll see. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. A lot of people, even non-wrestlers – um, they feel my power punches whizzing by, or if I even clip you with one, they're like, oh, shit, I don't want to wrestle this guy. <laughs> so, you know, I'm with that. I got gigantic hands, that um, big forearms that I just hit hard. So uh, I don't know. I'd love to just stand and get it with Ed, but who knows how it's going to go. It's probably going to be a gnarly wrestling match, or we're just going to get after it on our feet, so...
2: I love it. I, I love it. So let me ask you that. I'm sure you've got this a million times over, but the origin, right? We're going by Tombstone. Are we doing it because of, of an affinity for the Wild West, or is it because that's where you're trying to send people?
1: Um, I think because I buried a few my first few opponents. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I, yeah, like, hell yeah. <laughs> I grew up I was like a fourth-generation fifth generation cowboy. Um, I rodeoed into high school off and on, and I've just – you know, I still still like to rope and get out there and, you know, Put on my cowboy hat, some boots. No, <laughs> uh, I still like to live that life. And, you know, most of my friends are, you know, cowboys. And I don't know, Tombstone's always been a great, you know, favorite movie of mine. So the name just kind of stuck, man.
2: Right. As I said, I was almost, I was trying to wax up the stash because I knew you were coming on. And I was trying to get a little, <laughs> little something going, man. And yours is just, yours is better. Yours is better. It's thicker. <laughs> it's got the curl to it. I got the straight hair kind of thing. I've been trying to get Trey to grow his out because look at him. He literally wakes up with it with that shadow and he just will not grow a beard out.
0: I'm not ready, dude. I'm not ready. That thing looks well conditioned. It looks feathered and lethal.
1: (laughs) Um, So, so, guys, bigger on this app or whatever the hell this thing is. Can I make you bigger so I can kind of see you guys
2: a little bit? We can switch the. um, uh, I don't know if it'll let us. I don't know if it'll let us mess with the formatting so much there you go is that better
1: yeah i just zoomed in a little bit on you guys i can see i got that. you yeah
2: i can always just throw you on the on the, on the big screen too but so what's what's <laughs> the rest of the week look like
1: man um let's see they uh is pretty cool i mean we're out here a week early so they got everything kind of spread out we just have like one thing to do every day um but uh tomorrow i'm gonna you know, I've been water loading, so uh, lots of water, but tomorrow I'm going to start cutting back on that. Um, I'll get a little cut in, see where my weight's at in the evening, hopefully float to weight. Um, so what's tomorrow's Wednesday, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so are they doing hope- any
0: type of media promotion prior? Like, are you doing any type of, like, tables or interviews or anything? Like yeah. You know, like, media row?
1: I think that, yeah, I about that. I think uh, at 5 o'clock um, tomorrow we meet with, uh, you know, commentators and stuff, but I'm not. I'm not really sure what media is gonna be looking like. Like my last fight, uh, I didn't even make it this far. You know, I got. I think I got news too. that my opponent. Um, couldn't fight. Then there was a there was a 205 in the same position who. uh I was like, no, I don't. I don't want to fight that dude. <laughs> yeah. So ended up getting scrapped. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I've got a commentator. You know, interviews tomorrow, and then Thursday we weigh in nine to ten. I think is our weigh in, and then we do you know mock weigh ins whatnot right after. So.
2: Nice. Nice. So with that, so I always wondered with it, with the commentator questions or interviews or whatever, is, is, is that, see, is it like really formal, informal, or is a bunch of you just filing in? What, I mean, what's that look like for you? I mean, how, you know, is that
1: kind of like this or. uh, Yeah. I'm not sure what, uh, what Bellators would be like, but you know, previous promotion when I fought for LFA, like I just sat down at a table and all of them were sitting there just firing, firing questions (laughs) and, you know, just like a funny Dialogue between all of us, but they just kind of want to get to know you, I guess, and know know who they're talking about. So are you gotcha. gonna
0: are you gonna walk in with like a bolo tie and cowboy hat, or like go the Colby Covington America jacket? What are we wearing?
1: <laughs> no, man, I'll uh, I'll probably just rock the walkout gear. I think uh, as I get a little, you know, further in my career and have a little more money to spend, it's hard for me to even bring <laughs> yeah. cowboy hat, any of that <laughs> shit here. Traveling with it's a real pain in the ass. So uh, right now, I'm just gonna walk. Got his old tombstone and my allegiance punch list. Uh got a little uh American ethanol on there. I yeah, get, uh, sponsors are a little thin right now with uh the whole COVID thing going on. So right, That's good.
0: It's good broadcast for the three that you got on there. Um one thing I wanted to ask you about, and actually I feel like you of all people are probably the most comfortable in this type of situation. So coming off the contender series fight, you walked into what was a very like there's no crowd it was dead silence so you're going into another type of thing where it's dead silence so a lot of people would look to you like hey you kind of have the advantage prior to going into whether it was contender or this fight do you think that you would like thrive more with the crowd around you or do you kind of like that you can get direction from your coaches
1: um honestly i i think the the crowd is cool um now that i've like doing the contender series like man this is weird it's silent in here like You hear people farting and stuff. You're like, dude, it's quiet here. No. Yeah. uh, It will be nice. I mean, it's, you know, it's just going to be kind of a closed environment. My coach will be talking, you know, know, doesn't have to yell at me and stuff. So it'll be interesting. Like, I have a little experience there. I think my last fight I got a little uh, excited um, trying Mm -hmm. to prove something maybe to Dana. And, you know, I don't know. I got rocks right at the beginning, sat down, and then I, you know. Got my bit down on the mouthpiece got, and started swinging. I got a, a freaking, I got rear naked. Like, people are like, Well, why'd you chop so fast? I'm like, Dude, the guy had my jaw, it, his arm was in my neck. I was like, Dude, I right. break my freaking jaw. But it is what it is, man. I part of you know, part of fighting is losing, but it's it's not a it's not a loss, it's a lesson. So, absolutely. Right. Well, let me ask
2: you this because you've been generous with your time. I know you got other stuff you gotta do real quick. The guy you were supposed to fight a couple weeks ago and for the life of me, I cannot remember his name. Um, I, I tried to do oh, some research um, on. yeah, yeah. I try to do some research on him beforehand and he's like really big into conspiracy theories like him and Pat Militich are like, Thickest as thieves as far as conspiracy oh, theorists go. That's funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> so with you, you know, spending a lot of time in the woods and then especially in Oregon, uh, you know, that's prime Bigfoot country. I'll leave you with this. Is Bigfoot real? Fair question.
1: So that's funny. My, I have never experienced anything like that, but my dad has been a timber faller for 30 plus years. He's, he's logged literally anywhere you can log on this side of the U S and, uh, He's like, hey, there ain't no Bigfoot. <laughs> I there's like, no damn Bigfoot. Out there. <laughs> but hey, you never know, dude. I, I'm a conspiracy guy. I don't know about Bigfoot, but I know there's a lot of other crazy shit going on.
2: Yeah. Well, it's 2020. I'm literally just waiting for the aliens to show up at any moment and just be that- like,
1: "No, it's our turn, turn. now. <laughs> no joke. No joke. Dude. I don't know if it can. I mean, I guess I shouldn't speak too soon because it could get a little weirder before the year ends
2: it's been one thing after another man i just can't i can't get it together it's just as soon as you think it can't get weirder something else ramps up so i'm, I'm with you that i don't think bigfoot's real uh, i don't necessarily think that that's a thing but i think that there was probably at one I point it, I was time.
1: Look, i was looking up stats or something the other day and i've seen it in movies that like um in the oregon wilderness like there's an insane amount of people that just go missing like all the time like it's thousands and thousands of people just go missing and i'm like oh shit that's kind of weird i don't know if it's Bigfoot, (laughs) getting abducted who who knows
2: i think they made a documentary about it didn't they isn't called like the 4400 or something like that i think there's a documentary about it it's wild how many people go missing out there
1: yeah Yeah. Well, i'm out there all the time i have friends that literally that is all they do like they're Free time—that's what they're doing. If they're not working, there in the mountains. Period. And I don't yeah. know. And not gone missing or anything like that. My buddy stuck a hatchet in his leg the other day. That was pretty wild. But that—that's about the only crazy thing that's happened out there. Yeah, People. super
0: minor on a Monday. Yeah. Yeah, that's nothing. That's just, <laughs> that's just regular
2: Oregon woodsman stuff. That's okay. A yeah. little hatchet, like no big deal. Yeah, yeah that's 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 wild. All right, look, uh, I'll let you get out of here, Taylor. You've been super generous, man. Whenever time and media and everything else we've been so we've been cooking up a, a conspiracy theory episode at some point in time we've got laura sanko said she'll come on and talk conspiracy theories with us so maybe what we can do is is we can get all these people from the mma community that are all you know sort of in here we'll just get like 15 <laughs> damn people in here and have everybody barking up. so yeah um okay. I'm totally
1: but, down. you got to get pat Milicic in there for sure dude, I see stuff oh, post. Yeah. dude i've been
2: some of the stuff that with pat those weird man i'm i'm I, like i listen to conspiracy farm a little bit but some of the stuff that dude's on is is strange man like emerald tablets. yeah like have you listened to his thing with the emerald tablets
1: no,
0: no oh man
2: that's a, that's a different one too yeah it's, he's we'll, get, cool. we'll get
0: eddie bravo to host the whole thing and we'll just have a good old time
2: we'll be yeah careful. we'll look at it the, see there's the allegiance plug right at the top yeah, i should have worn my shirt and i didn't Oh, I got it right man. here for the boys, <laughs> oh, dude.
0: I'll be rocking this tomorrow. Oh,
2: wow. way to make way to make me look like a dickhead. Appreciate that.
0: <laughs>
2: Appreciate that. Yeah. So that so that, that the, the, Trey, that's the walkout shirt.
0: That's the walkout shirt, right?
2: Oh, outstanding. Yeah. So let's 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 can we get like a. I'm so yeah dude. So let's, let's you fucking go taylor dude let's go, go dude <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need that's what we need for sure oh man that's great that's absolutely great all right taylor appreciate you man um you know you got a standing invitation man you can come on whenever you want to yeah you dude, know? for sure oh yeah whatever it's it's, yeah, it's, it's kind, you kind of you your show
1: <laughs> Woo! here <Yeah. laughs> yeah. we no, go i'm hit, gonna me just... up. hit me up anytime you want me to come on and shoot the shit uh right. How funny was it that the second you came on, I clicked on it. And you guys were talking about Ed Nine. I. was like, hey, really <laughs> <Yeah. to college." laughs>
2: okay. let's talk about this for a second, because I was telling Trey, um, I was telling Trey this, is that um, so uh, that guy, that guy has his own podcast as well. And I was just on here sort of getting all our backgrounds ready and everything. And he hopped on and was like, hey, what's going on? I was like, oh, we got a guy coming in and he's fighting Ed Ruth. And that's a huge thing for us um you know and i said it's a really tough matchup it's going to be a great fight and then you popped in and i was like oh shit, did i say anything i wasn't supposed to say what's going on here i hope he's not pissed
1: i hope he's not pissed i was wondering so, too, if they were like oh shit oh shit taylor's on here what's up Taylor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no i heard that guy go up a little bit on the but i was like dude I, anyone can say what they want about me man I, i'm gonna go out and do what i do i i get after it um as Jocko says, get after it. I go out and get after it. Um, and I just I'm just excited to have this opportunity to showcase my hard work, man. All right. Awesome. More excited, Pre- t- Taylor. Appreciate yeah. it, Taylor. you, Taylor. Um, you didn't say anything bad, bro. You're good. Hell no, man. I
2: know I know what pays my bills, man. I ain't biting the mouth that feeds me, bro. You're gonna kill this dude. Plus two 40 get it done, bro. Yeah,
0: dude. All the cash on Taylor. Dude. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's
2: do it. So all right, Taylor. Appreciate you, man. Take care, Roy.
1: Take care. It easy. Thanks, fellas. See you. All right,
2: look at this right here, dude. One after another. Who is this handsome guy coming? How you doing, brother? All of a sudden, just back. I mean, it's just crazy how it happens. Patchy, first of how all, you doing, bro? I'm good, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Let's let's talk about a couple things real quick. Okay. Look. This is it, the culmination of a dream realized Juan Archuleta Saturday night. Dude, I'm awesome. gonna, let me ask you all the textbook nonsensical media questions, and then we'll get into the meat of it, right? So first yeah. of all, Juan Archuleta said he's going big brother you. Can we just go ahead and agree that's some bullshit?
3: <laughs> yeah, that's some bullshit, bro. We uh, me and him trained together before, man. He's not big brother me, and I was I was like a young cat when I trained with him. I think I was like 23 years old. I only had four fights, 4-0 and at the time. And
2: uh, let me tell you, I'm, I'm going to smoke them on Saturday night. Well, that's good. That's good. I want to I want to tell you a bit of a story real quick. OK, I'm gonna give you a little bit of an origin story on how you came to be in my life outside of this show. OK, so mm-hmm. so my brother, um, my brother's a Marine. Right. And he went to high school or not, I'm sorry, he didn't go to high school. He was in the Marines with a guy that you went to high school with. OK, so my brother in the Marines went to high school with that with a guy that went to high school with you right so so the, both of these guys meet in the marines and he they're in alabama and you have a amateur fight or some sort of fight in alabama there you yeah, go I That's fought in tuscaloosa yep there we go here he's right here okay so so basically what happens is, is they go see you fight in tuscaloosa my brother hits me up and goes I just saw a guy that's going to be a world champion. you got to remember this man. You have to remember this name. And he tells me your name. And admittedly, Patchy sort of sticks in the head for forever, right? Yeah. I'm not really putting two and two together. And then you get signed to Bellator. And my man is like, this is the dude, remember? This is the guy. So you come out and just you've been running roughshod all over the Bellator roster since then. But this th- this kid saw you fight years ago and put that earmark out there saying, this is a guy to watch. This is a guy to watch. I mean, I'm just – I'm blown away, man. Here we are. So you've been on the radar for a while.
3: Yeah, man. That was uh, – I think I was um, 9-0 when I fought out there. So I was 8-0 as an amateur. I had all these finishes and stuff, man. Like, I, like even in my amateur career, I, like, I never lost any rounds or nothing. And then I was finishing everybody, and I was in this fighter source tournament. That's what it was called. And they flew me out to Alabama to fight a guy that was like 13 and 3. And I um, I think I submitted him in the first round, like rear naked choke. And uh, ever since then, man, you know, um, like basically ever since I was an amateur, I really did the same things as I'd, done, as I'd done as a pro. I took it just as serious as I did now. So it was, uh, you know, it was no different. I was just a little younger. I just look a little younger. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Well, I mean, I feel like. I mean, we've seen you at Jackson Wink and looked at your training. You seem like you're never out of shape. Do you ever take kind of a little bit of an off season or you just go, go, go? It doesn't look like you're gaining much weight. You're losing much weight. You look like you're just always ready to go.
3: Yeah. Like quarantine actually had me sit. Like I'd never really taken too many injuries and I've only been hit a couple of times in like my 24 fights. I mean, I got like some stitches in my eyes, some stitches on my head and that kept me out of training for like maybe like a week, but. Like, before quarantine, I never really had taken, like, I'd say two full weeks, 14 days. I've never been out of the gym for, like, six years for, like, two full weeks. You know, I've always, I never stopped training. I like to train, you know, no matter what. Like, I need to roll jujitsu. That's, like, my therapy. I don't, like, that's what I, I, I need to train in order to keep me, like, balanced, man. I don't, like, if I'm not training, man, I'm, like, really not happy. It's crazy.
0: So we, we just asked Taylor this question actually, and it, it feeds directly into that. You know, I'm the same way, like Jitsu is mind therapy as well, but you know, with COVID and especially for you, who's got, you know, the biggest opportunity of your life right here, like how hesitant have you been with training partners, possibly contracting COVID? Have you taken like some safety parameters? Like what's been up to make sure that you're ready to go and you're going to be able to perform on Saturday?
3: Well, like my gym is open and stuff, so I've been training oh, wow. at Jackson Wink. I mean they pretty much open and don't seem too much different than ever, bro, to be honest with you. That's like good. the training sessions might be a little bit smaller because they're not having like just the average everyday guy in there. But I mean, I'm training with like everybody on the mats, man. You know what I mean? And then uh, like that's at Jackson's of course. And then at home they sent me off to fight. Like I fought very frequently last year. I think I had three fights in like six months. So I had a bunch of money saved. So like <laughs> I just like basically rented out a building and fucking put all my mats in there and like just built my own facility in order to keep training during COVID because i was not about to sit so i built my own facility and i trained with like maybe four people that i really really know personally really well and i just brought them all in man and we just kept training and uh it actually helped me because a lot of times i don't listen to one of my coaches his name's art he'll be in my corner he's like an old school like military veteran and like he runs me through all these strength and conditioning programs and all this stuff. And like, man, like he's always an eerie PA. It's like two hours away from me. So I don't really like, if he's there, he needs to be there for me to listen to his shit. You know what I mean? Right. Like he needs to yeah. be right on me. Cause it's un it's unconventional. It's not like, like you tell me to go spar, go roll, go hit the bag, go ground and pound, go do any of that stuff. I'm down for it. You know what I mean? But if you tell me to do like things that maybe I'm un like unconventional stuff that I maybe don't do often. Um, it's hard for me to understand that routine or rhythm because I never really, you know, like, had had him run me through it. So, like, he ran me through it, like, let's say once every couple of weeks or something. But sure. now he was coming out multiple times a week during COVID, and that's when I started, like, getting strong. Like, my neck was growing. I was, like, getting really, like, staying the same weight, but I was, like, leaning out and getting, like, really strong, you know. Like, I'm not really – I just started feeling like damn like you know like last year i felt like i was like a boy compared to how i am now like when i grab a hold of people i mean i'm choking out like dudes that are like man, i choke out guys that were in the ufc at heavyweight bro if i'm rolling with them you know i've done that on the mat you know if i grab their neck chin cup anything you know i mean my forearms are strong as fuck so i could like (laughs) i could choke you know i mean i could choke people out better now you know i mean got me like explode like different muscles i don't know it's not to get bigger it's like conventional
2: muscle right so obviously Juan doesn't go to one doesn't want to go to the ground with you for obvious reasons so are we going to let them hands go or what because we, we know you got hands too so I mean what are we doing you know is that the hope or are you hoping he just like what do you want to see out of him you, I mean you know, you'll take the fight wherever he'll give it to you but I mean what's the hope
3: man like there really ain't no too much hope like I don't feel like I need to get him to the ground I never really felt like I need to get anyone to the ground I kind of just like Test that out in the beginning. If they stuff it, we're like, let's fight, you know what I mean? But if I could just put them on their back and like pass their guard, not get damage done to me and put them away, like, you know, that's the healthiest way, you know? I mean, who wants to get like a few times, man, guys do some elbows off bottom and dumb shit, you know what I mean? I've been cut, so it's like, why would I want to, I don't know, why would I want to make it a harder night if, um, for guys that kind of like shy away from it and just like, elbow to the back of the head when you get on top of them because they're all, like, sp- spastic and shit. Yeah. Um, so, it's, like, I just put them down, but, like, for Juan, man, like, I don't even think it's so much of, like, just the hands and stuff, man. I think, like, my elbows, my knees, my feet, like, like, the all my tools, I think, like, I have, like, oblique kicks, like, stuff that he has not seen, like, and, man, I, like I said, I trained with him before. I fared well then, you know, and mm-hmm. I was, like, a little boy, so now i mean i've learned so much stuff and i've been training so much stuff on my um like my my feet like my elbows because i'm really good on the ground but me on the ground is like that's like an ever-evolving thing i can just keep evolving um because with my coach harry we we uh we fire off on so many cylinders so we're always training on the ground and we're always improving but like i've spent the last year just totally since i've been in bellator because i was fighting ricky bendayas i spent like the last year focusing on like my striking, you know what I mean? Cause they were like everyone's saying, Ricky's going to stuff your takedown. You might have to stand with them. So I was ready to stand with them for the whole 15 minutes. You know what I mean? And I had to beat him in a kickboxing match.
1: Right. Yeah. So, like, and if I mean
3: one, I'm going to put pressure on him, you know, like, and I'm not shying away from it. You know, I've said it in every interview and I want him to know because, uh, he likes to like touch gloves back up and, you know, he moves around runs away, kind of avoids until he doesn't want to, um, he doesn't engage until he really wants to. And like, sure. but me, man, I'm putting pressure on him. Like I won't take a back step. I'm I'm going to, well, you know, much respect to him, but I'm, I'm hunting him down. I'm going to be tracking him from the moment we start to the end. I feel like I'm not the, even going to be the one that has to going to, going to have to do the shooting. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I feel like I'm going to be pressuring him. I'm very, very accurate watching Ricky Bendejas fight him. Like, I mean, he fought some guys like no disrespect to Dantas and, um, Corrales, and I think Corrales is real good too. I don't know if, I don't really know if he won that fight, you know, even, uh, but Dantas, mm-hmm. like, I think he did well that fight, but I think he's like really should be like one and three in his last four. I don't even really think he beat Ricky because like Ricky was hurting him and then he would just like Matt return him in control position. Sure. Like, you know, yeah. he it was really just a lot of time. control
2: time. That was all that one. That
3: yeah. Fight. And he thinks, but I'm going to be tracking him like Ricky did, but in a smarter way. Like, I'm going to be cutting him off because just the way I cut Ricky off, you know, like, I'm going to be cutting him off, pressuring him. And um, if he thinks that, like, he can grab a hold of me and just, like, kind of control, he's, you know, he's where he rests, man, I'm a nightmare. So I don't think but, he's resting. Like, he's the one that says he's got, like, a lot more cardio and stuff. But I truly see me tracking him, all that movement. He's going to get tired. He's going to try to clinch and wrestle because that's what he knows. And uh, that's not going to be good for him, you know what I mean? And uh, I feel like I'm going to make him look bad, you know what I mean? I don't think um, – uh, you know, I'm trained to make him look bad, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So if I don't get him out of there and, like, catch him, because if, if he wants to engage with me and we do tie up with each other, I mean, I will wrap him up, I'm telling you. But if, uh, if it doesn't go that way and he wants to, like, kind of avoid and avoid and avoid – well, I'm going to be pressuring him, and eventually I see him shooting. You know what I mean? I see me catching him with uh, really clean boxing, you know? He throws wide. I throw straight. And I right. see me hitting his chin. I see me hitting him a lot, you know what I mean, just because of the way our styles match up. It's a really good style matchup for me, to be honest with you.
2: I think it is too, and I think I think one of the key things is that if you, see, if you, you follow him online at all, he seems to try to be – it looks like he's probably in the best shape that he's ever been in, which to me would be an indicator of how much – you're living rent-free in that head of his because he realizes I'm going to have to get to my, myself to be the best version of myself to be competitive here. So you said that you've trained with him before, and you you may or may not, you know, if you're talking about the yeah, training. Yeah, we don't, we don't talk. Right. We have,
3: right. That's an unforgiven thing. We have we don't talk about training. Right. And, uh, you know, you just by my demeanor and stuff, I mean, we could tell, you know. All right. But- just- I've like I said, lost the walk once before. Right, may or may
2: not. Right, may or may not. So the, you may or may not be living, in, in you know, with some headspace there. But here's the thing, right? Is that you're drawing out the best version of him, so there can be no excuse come Saturday That's night because you're it, it's it's evident that the dude has put in the hours for sure. Um, so you know, obviously we can't look past anybody for any reason whatsoever. But your rise in Bellator has been meteoric to say the least. Did you expect it to go this way once somebody gave you a shot? Did you know that you, you know, it, once somebody saw you that was it? Um, you know, a guy commented, "We bet you at Ricky oh, in the Ricky fight at +350. Had I known what was before me, I would have leveraged the house, man." So come on, I mean, what what, you know, you got this just living within you, this championship mentality. Where is this coming from? Where are we going?
3: Yeah, man, like um, I've taken over every promotion like it's it's kind of cool to be at the belt already because um, I think it was like I was in King of the Cage for, like, three or four fights. And then I took the belt. All my amateurs, I took and – I'm a belt collector. I've collected every belt I've ever been in. And I finished, guys, similar ways. So um, I knew when I got the opportunity I was going to take it. And I knew um, – just watch Ricky's fights, man. I really studied Ricky. And I seen where, like – I knew if I got two underhooks on him, I would dominate him just because of the way he's fought other people. You know what I mean? I just know my upper body, my – I'm strong, man. I'm telling you, I'm, like – There was times where I trained with Johnny Hendricks, man. I was on Johnny Hendricks' back, and I was a nightmare for that guy. He fought George St. Pierre at welterweight. You know what I mean? So I thought, like, Ricky's body, because he was skinny in the upper body. So I knew when I got that opportunity, like, I just knew if I get a hold of him, I'm going to run through him. You know what I mean? So I knew when I got the opportunity, I'd make the most of it. And then the next fight was Isaiah Chapman. Isaiah took the fight on eight days' notice, and I thought that was just not, you know, like, because Dominic Mazzotta pulled off. I knew i can capitalize on that because eight days isn't a lot enough time to get ready for me you know and then with yuki matoya i look at it one by one you know and then yuki matoya he's fought a lot of fights at 25 he hasn't been finished in eight years and all this stuff but i knew like yuki matoya is a grappler and um you know i i'm man i you know there's you know i'm like the one of the best grapplers in the whole entire gym you know what i mean like the whole area not even just the gym so it was like I knew I would fight him in ways that they would be um, advantageous towards myself. So, you know, I took it one by one, and now me taking this fourth one, it's now a one, and I'm taking it, you know, one at a time. and not looking over him. I'm looking almost through him because I need to go out there and do what I do in order to uh, basically run him over. Like, I got to uh, put him away in order to um, not let him, you know, do damage to me. You know what I mean? If, sure. You know, so... You got like, this.
0: You've got this insane championship mentality. I mean, from the moment you came on, talked about how you're going to cut him off, how you want to do this in a way that's going to protect your face but also get the job done, not be this wild man that's trying to make a statement. You've already made your statement to where the stage has brought you. I want to ask you this and I and I and I don't usually like asking this because I'm in the same type of men- mentality where you got to look at the, what's right in front of you first before you can yeah. forecast yeah get that shiny belt you get that massive check are we taking a covid free vacation or what are we doing
3: no man you know once i get that belt man and this money i'm honestly gonna i have a few guys that i train with back home we're gonna just go try to find some more gyms to train at and try to just branch out and like um continue growing like that doesn't mean i'm leaving my gym or anything that just means i really want to go like visit some other gyms train with some other 35 pounders uh you know, earlier in the year, I went to train with Frankie Edgar, Cody Garbrandt, like those guys. I'm thinking about, like, maybe trying to stop out at American Top Team, seeing what those guys are. You know, I think Marlon's down there. He's a he's a good dude. I met him earlier in the year. Um, even Ricky, man, you know what I mean? Now that he's lost, he's not in my way. If I could get the belt, man, I wouldn't mind checking out. You know, I met King Mo out at uh, Japan, so I wouldn't mind going out there and, like, just taking a training trip, you know, not really going on vacation. I want to go take a training trip. And that's what I'm saying, man. I want to go out there and run this guy over. So I'm healthy, man. You know, like I said, I don't want to take weeks off and months off. I want to, you know, what I'm planning on doing is I want to go out there and beat him, And, uh, I want to just go get better so I can, um, fight, uh, Sergio, you know, Sergio was, uh, he was in the, the first days I ever came to Jackson Wink, they were both there. So I trained with these guys, Sergio, I got him, uh, I helped him get ready for Brandon Marino years ago. Okay. And like and I'm a monster on the back. So like they needed someone that's a a good uh someone that's real good on the back to help him out. So I helped him out and uh he was we're like only 2 days I think we're only like 2 days apart in our birthdays and stuff. So we're like we kind of like I don't know, we kind of like are know each other and stuff and that sense sure. you know we were training together. So um yeah, he's lined up next and uh you know, I just want to keep continuing to get better so I can get these names, man, you know? Like, I really want uh, that... Um, I really want Archie Levis' name. I want that finish next to it, you know what I mean? And then that's what I think I'm going to go... Try to uh, get Sergio by the end of the year. As long I like as
2: long as he... I like that Sergio fight for you. I think it's a good showcase of your of your skills all around. And then I really like you in that Sergio fight because, in my opinion, him and his brother get his, get their hair cut too much, and that yeah. drives me nuts that they get their <laughs> hair cut like once a week. My man, you got to let it grow just a little bit. Now, listen, I'm way overdue. For a haircut, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm, t- I'm not talking any shit because I got that quarantine cut Mom, right now. No. I'm saying, my man, literally, they they get their haircut every like five days. That's that's a little bit excessive, don't you think?
3: Yeah, man, and I you know I don't get my haircut all like that, man. Just, like for the fights and stuff. But I'm more or less I'm more or less thinking like with that fight, um, you know, uh, I think he's like he's tough too, but um. I just feel like I match up against any guy that's a 125-pounder. You know what I mean? Like, he was a 25-pounder forever, man. You know, I'm massive compared to him. Like, I don't think he'd ever be able to stop anything. Like, my takedowns, nothing. Like, you see where Ricky was able to take him down and stuff. Like, then you compare me to Ricky, you know. It's like, the odds on that fight, if it ever were released, I mean, like, I mean, it's got to be, it would be through the roof if, if you were a real diehard fan. Now, the thing that what's different about me is that I'm not, necessarily known to the world so it's like yeah i'm a a killer you know what i mean i'm a real killer out there and i mean i've trained with the best guys in the world and i've beaten the best guys in the world not just out there but in the gym that's what's giving me the confidence to go do what i do out there but i'm not so well known so these big opportunities here are really my coming out party to like the the normal fans and like the people that um Kinda are like counting you out, you know what I mean? Like sure. the the diehard fans though, you know, there, there's a reason why I keep seeing that minus one thirty on this betting line. There's a reason why that the diehard fans and the bookies understand it. But like the casual fans of just MMA, they don't they see the knockouts and they see that type of stuff, but they don't see the techniques, they don't see like the flawlessness, they don't see the the um the the type of work that I'm doing, you know. What I mean, it happens so fast that it's like it's easy to look over, you know.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you right now, this is the most value-packed line I've had you – I've seen you at outside of the Ricky fight. Like I said, against Bendayas, you were – I think plus, it was on, plus, I was a dog in that one. Yeah, you were plus 350, man. You were plus 350. So now – like, and then the fight after that, you were like minus 400. And then your last fight, it was damn near minus 1,100. And I just – you know, yeah, I love you, was- man. But, I, but you know, look, minus 1,100, man, I can't make a whole lot of money on that. But minus 130? Come on, man! I, it, it, yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm playing some serious money on you. I'm
3: yeah, not- my um, <laughs> my ex my girlfriend, man, uh, my, the, mother of my child. She's uh, we're still we're still a great relationship. We still we're friends and stuff, but um, you know, unfortunately it didn't work out with us. But she uh, she put money down on the Ricky fight. She mm-hmm. put like, dude, I don't even want to tell you guys how much she won. She won in the twenty thousands, man. She put yeah. a lot of money. She put a lot of money down on me. And uh, but she's been she was with me before. You know, I think I had 20-something fights, so she was with me for all those fights. So she understood it to a different degree that, like, these other people did. And uh she understood, like, me having the opportunity. Like, man, I'm telling you, a kid like me, I, I keep saying it in all my interviews, like, you don't waste opportunities like this, you know. And uh it would have to be, like, a real lucky shot and uh, or a real lucky something, you know I mean, for me to waste that opportunity to really break my focus, I think, and to get me out of there. And not to mention, man, you know, i really never been – I've never been knocked down the gym I've never been dropped I've never actually been wobbled so it's like and I box a lot I do a lot of boxing with professional boxers back home Alex Castellano Solomon Renfro he's fought on CFFC he's a, that dude's like a middleweight welterweight I spar him you know what I mean and right. like that's what's given me the opportunity you know I feel like all these guys I fight me and Sal talked in the phone the other day and it's like they all have the same game plan and i think this guy might have a little bit of a different game plan i think he's going to run away, low kick, overhand right, run away, you know what i mean, stuff like that. Sure, sure. But it's always to try to land that one shot, you know what i mean? And uh, this is the first time i heard someone say, you know, they're going to grind me out and uh, you know, but i'm i'm excited for that because I, I want some i want some engagement, man. You know the guys that the times i freaking it takes me a while is those guys that like shy away and then they hold on for dear life and stuff like that i want to fight like that i want to fight a guy that wants to give it back you know me and tony gravely we we went at it and like that kid wanted to give it back but there's a reason why i caught him with an elbow and then could catch him with a guillotine so fast 90 seconds because and same with Yugi matoya because they're giving back they want to uh engage back you know what i mean
2: right yeah so let, let let you've been super generous with your time. I don't want to keep you too long, man. Um, so obviously you're
3: man. I'm fine, bro. I don't
2: okay. <laughs> cool. Well, maybe we might have you help break down some of these fights this weekend that aren't yours. Yeah, um, sure. we'll, we'll go over some of these real quick. But just want to ask you real quick that the, the way that Bellator takes care of their fighters is something that's sort of become, you know, uh in uh, like unsung folklore. You hear that Bellator's is really great about taking care of their fighters as an organization. Obviously, I know that's your employer. You're not going to say anything negative to begin with. But even still, are the rumors true? Is is grass really green in the Bellator family? They taking care of you. How's everything looking over there? Because I know you had yeah, a couple different places. I keep places. it real,
3: man. I keep it real too. I think I did an interview after my last October fight, and I uh, I, I said some about money. You know, because I was I felt like I was the number one guy in the division, so you know I wanted more money. You know, so then they restructured my contract. But even when I didn't. Before, prior to wanting more money, they were paying me like more money than the UFC would, anyway. So, Word. they're um, my manager Ali, You know, he really did get me a really good contract when I first got in. I signed for four fights, I did two, and then I resigned for a new structured contract. So, I mean, this new contract is, you know, they gave me the opportunity to fight Ra- Ryzen and then now for the belt. So, it definitely is, man. The amount of money I could make right now with Bellator, I mean, the amount of money I will make with Bellator is uh. I mean, I know guys in the UFC that are undefeated that they ain't touching it. You know what I mean? Not even close sure, to what I'm getting. So it's like they take care of their guys, man. And I know a lot of other guys that actually um, are very uh, happy with their pro- with the promotion, you know, as in Bellator and how much they've um, given them. You know, my roommate, Christian Edwards, he's from Jackson Wink. Mm-hmm. He's, like, knocking people out, like, left and right. But I think he's been compensated. He's 3-0, and but he got been compensated five times because uh, two times the guy didn't make weight and then the other guy just didn't show up. So they paid him his full purse, man. You know, you don't see that at the... I mean, UFC, someone doesn't make weight or the guy can't fight, you know. They might give him their show money or something, man. So it really is green over here, man, and I'm I'm happy to be signed with them, man. I want to... Uh, I have big plans for him, you know. I want to be the... I think the longest reigning champion has been two two defenses, man. So perfect. I really want to get this belt and then focus on trying to uh, create a legacy, you know. I want to be the number one uh, Bantamweight that will walk through uh, the Bellator roster. You know, I want to be the number one... Um, in the history books you know i'm I'm trying to uh i have opportunity to do that you know being undefeated being on a record that i have and the finishes i have you know i go out there and finish them. i'm 14 and 0 with 11 finishes you know i can't be denied
2: after that you know absolutely all right so we put your your social channel up here um is there any other place any sponsors you want to put people in the direction of anything like that while we got you
3: no man i just thank you to all my sponsors man i got a big banner out there and uh thank you to my manager my family man uh you know my daughter. I can't wait to see her on Saturday. So my, I got, I bought her a hotel. bought my mom a hotel and my family a hotel so they can get out here and uh, they're gonna bring my daughter. So I'm really excited just to. Uh, I've been away at camp, dude. So I really just want to go out there, finish them, and uh, want to go get some food somewhere in this casino. Take my family out for some food, man, and uh, right. just hold my daughter, man. It's uh, it's been too long. It's the longest time I think I've ever been away from her since she's been born. So that's just a her piece, man. You know, I'm
2: uh, I'm uh, excited for that absolutely all right so you're admittedly you are the first world title challenger that we've had on the show so after saturday night i'm just going to pencil you in now you don't have to say it, but i'm gonna pencil you in you're going to be our first world champion uh, yeah that- man and
3: i'm honored to be on here man you know uh like i said i'm not really i flew under the radar forever so i'm not really into these like big media um uh, you know I've, I've never been on a hawani's or nothing like that you know i'm i'm not really I and mean, i like my, to show uh, that's my like sworn enemy. Yeah, man, you know, he's, he's, he might be my sworn enemy when I get this belt. I don't think I even want, I don't even know if I'm going to want to go on that show. Right. Um, I, I, you know, he, I think he had Ricky on, on the Monday after he smoked Gallagher and I smoked Ricky in a minute. That's like a third of the time it took him, you know, and he, uh, and, you know, no love at all. Like my name. So, right. but I'd like to show love to the smaller, uh, small, like smaller media outlets, man. I want to try to, I'm glad you said I'm the first Tyler challenger that you've had on because, um. You know, I want to uh, um, be able to, you know, encourage other guys that you know are champions sure. and other people to jump on the show. You know, what I mean, I know how you guys also have been following, and um, there's a, f- a few um, social media accounts that I see that are diehard fans, and I really respect that because they understand, they see the, um, they see it as in the same way as I do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Listen, and and you know, honestly, a lot of it comes from. Um, what we see inside the, you know, inside the cage and what we see outside of the cage. And, you know, there's a lot of people that can walk a certain walk inside, but they can't do it outside or vice versa. And it's it's one of those things, man, where when you see somebody that possesses a level of talent, possesses a level of, of motivation and determination and then you see that the, you know it's just, it's right there man we've just been we've been watching the rise and then admittedly a little bit of a soft spot in my heart because like i said my brother called yeah for sure New York rise years ago and i'm like look man i, I just i you, you've been on my radar since then man and you know it's it, look i can't tell you i'm not gonna say me i was i was a little more high pitched whenever you agreed to come on the show whenever i called trey to, to tell him you were
3: coming yeah man on, so. for sure for sure dude for sure. Oh no, wait, one more thing before we stop talking about Cholletta, I was gonna say something about. Um, you said something about his body and stuff earlier. You know, first off, I don't know how someone's body looks like that at 33 years old because I'm 27 and I'm super super healthy, man, and uh, I don't look like that. So if you guys all seen TJ's last fight, you know, whatever, <laughs> oh, there you go. What, you know, whatever, whatever happened with that, you know, um, believe me, uh, it, it does not doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. But um, I was also thinking, uh, it really, I, I know he's keeping his weight down and all this other stuff. It really does not look healthy for me, if you ask me, that he has to cut down to 135 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, I see his weight and I know he's made 146. I think he was overweight in SG, in the pre check. So he had yeah. to go run and stuff. Right. But then I know he fought Ricky at 136. But I'm not sure if he's made 135 in like many, many years. But I think he needs his body to look like that in order to even come close to the weight because, uh, I mean, he'd probably be like 148, 150 right now. He's still got like 13 to 15 pounds. And I just don't think that's, you know, super healthy when you're going against a guy like me. You know what I mean? I really don't. Um, what's, what's what's like, I he, he'll, he'll
2: have zero, zero excuses come Saturday night. I, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever.
3: zero, zero excuses unless the excuse might be the 35 thing, you know.
2: Man, and that's hey. what I'm worried about. He can go. He can go ahead and have that. So, all right, Patchy. Appreciate you coming on the show, man. Time, Thank man. you so much. And I appreciate uh, you guys, bro. We'll, we'll hit you up after uh, after Saturday night. You know, I, I don't like to say best of luck because the hay's already in the barn. But go get what go get what's yours, man.
3: Yeah, yeah, chance favors a prepared mind, man. And uh, after the fight, man. Um, you know, no matter what, man, I'm always willing to come back on the show. And uh, you know, if you guys see, uh, give a good shout out. I mean, I'm gonna give a good look out for uh, my boy Solomon Renfro. He's six okay. and zero. He just fought in CFFC. He's going to be on the contender series soon, or he might get signed to Bellator or somewhere else. Um, he's another guy you guys should probably reach out to, man. He's a really big. Uh, I think he's uh, ten and one as an amateur, six and zero as a pro. He's on the same trajectory as me, so um, you know, give that guy a shout, man. And uh, I'm sure he'd love to come on sometime as well.
2: All right, letters in the mail. We'll take care of it. All right, Patch. Appreciate you, man. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you after Saturday night, man. Take care. Yeah. Thanks for that. Appreciate you. Trey Van Buskirk, dude. What just are we feel doing? like? I,
0: I just went to church, man. I'm, I'm so motivated, both from what Taylor said to what Patchy said. I just want to burst through a fucking wall right now, man.
2: Yeah, I think he's going to murder... Juan Archuleta, can we just go ahead and say he's going to murder him? Um, oh, is that okay? Yeah. Can we say murder? All right, we're going to go with murder here. All right, so that, that took about that, those interviews, took about 40 minutes longer than we were initially anticipating. So let's uh let's dive into this UFC card real quick. Yeah, um, we do have a UFC card that we want to cover for those that uh are hanging around for the bets. they appreciate you guys. Uh, so let's get right into this man first fight of the main card <clears throat> on Saturday night. Keep in mind, Taylor uh, is fighting on Friday night, mm-hmm. September 11th, and uh, Patchy is fighting on September 12th, Saturday night. They're doing the classic Bellator back-to-back cards. But the UFC card this weekend, uh, listen, we, we had a main event fall apart, but here we are. Michelle Watterson taking on Angela Hill as the main event. But first fight on the main card, Kyle Nelson at 13-3, taking on your boy, Billy Q, Billy Quarantillo at 14-2. Trey, what are we thinking here? What do we like? What don't we like? Where, where is this fight going?
0: Well, here's the thing, and I'll put a little um, PSA out there for everyone. Uh, while Dale and I were aligned on our fights last week, there's a little bit of confliction in our picks this week. So this week we'll be doing the beard versus the Hawaiian. Um, I'm ready to absolutely stomp you. Okay. Well, well,
2: fucking quit talking about it. Tell me
0: what your pick is. No, I'm not like these other championship mentality guys. I like to talk a bunch of shit and then perform
2: okay well go ahead and perform (laughs) who's your pick
0: all right here we go so we all watched billy quarantino's last fight obviously against spike carlisle that was a totally unique fight for billy spike is an overtly aggressive dude we saw that in the fight but billy is actually normally that floridian he is an aggressive style fighter he's a guy that likes to get in there lead with his head try and get some ground and pound going and do it in a devastating fashion unfortunately when he was met with Uh, spike carlisle he was met with this like alpha male of energy this super aggressor one thing we saw from the spike carlisle fight is a lot of durability that was a great thing spike's got some heavy hands he's got that aggression he was able to weather that storm get through some submissions out there i think that billy's got a great fight iq for how young he is and i think going into this fight with kyle i just don't think kyle's at the level i think that was a great stepping stone the spike carlisle fight i really like billy in this fight
2: yeah, we're going to disagree on some fights tonight. This isn't one of them. I think the odds makers have this one dead to rights. I like Billy here, uh, minus two fifty. Might be a little bit steep of a price for him. I think Kyle's got a pretty decent chance. He's going to be the physically stronger guy come fight night. They don't call him the monster for no reason. My man is it, it is a beast, right? Uh, but I do believe that you know, like you said, Billy has the, the higher fight IQ. Interesting to see how the smaller cage comes into play here when you have guys that. Uh, we'll probably try to throw hands for a little bit, but I do believe this will be a largely be a grappling exchange, a lot of clinch work up against the cage, jockeying for position. I don't think that they're necessarily going to stand there and trade. Um, so you know, I, I, I don't know uh, necessarily that that Billy Q is going to get the fight that he's looking for, but I think that at a minus two fifty, um, you know, I think the odds makers have this one right. I'm not totally sold on Kyle at a plus one ninety five to go after him. Uh, more than likely going to throw Billy Q into a parlay, perhaps. But for the sake of me versus you, this is one that we agree on. Uh, Billy Q, you know, getting it done some way or another, most likely probably by decision or submission. Uh, I could see him getting a quick submission while they're dry, actually.
0: Um, I could see it inside the distance play. You got to look. Nelson's had 16 fights. Only five of them have actually gone the distance. So. Right. I mean, he's one that's going to utilize the blitz. I think that he, he knows based on, again, the Spike Carlo fight for Billy Q, the blitz is probably not the best thing. He'll be a little bit more technical. But like you said, dry bodies, tight submissions, that's a good call. Ooh, dry bodies. Tight, <laughs> dry, dry bodies and tight, tight submissions. It's no. getting late, dude. I just I like, Everything I like just turns I like sexual.
2: That. That's right. All right, next fight. Ed, short fuse, Herman, taking on slow Mike Rodriguez here. Um, This is where you and I are going to differ for the very first time. Ed Herman coming here, plus 200. Mike Rodriguez, minus 255. Trey, I'm taking the ginger. I'm taking Ed Herman here, the veteran savvy. I'm taking him at plus 200. I know. Look, I understand. It, it On paper, it doesn't seem to make sense, but it does when you look at Ed Herman, who he's fought, how durable he is in the fact that Mike Rodriguez is exactly how the name puts him. He's slow, and that plays into Ed Herman. Are You really want to tell me that the two, like, two guys are going to stand there and just exchange one and two punch combos at a time? Do you really want to go against a guy like Ed Herman when you're both just going to sit there and exchange one maybe two shots at a time.
0: Well, oh, no, I'm more. So you can probably see if you're watching on the live stream, my facial expressions are because I chose it, Ed Herman. I sent you that. Oh, did you, I did? Yes. And the reason I'll tell you this while he is a dinosaur, he's been in the promotion for 14 years, 14 years. It's absolutely nuts. He's, he's fought. This is his 40th professional fight. His wrestling's great. I mean, we, um, uh, Taylor actually trains with him at uh, ATT Portland. He's got amazing wrestling. Rodriguez, you got to watch out though. The guy's a different beast. He's got great boxing, great Muay Thai. Um, The one thing you got to watch out is he's got this great overhand right too. Uh, Prochnio is a person that um, you know we fought three fights ago. Didn't look very great. He still he knocked Prochnio out, lights out. I think we're gonna see Herman put this up against the cage, wear him down, have him wear that excess weight, drain the cardio, maybe get a submission in there.
2: Here's what I love about Ed Herman. The MMA community loves Ed Herman. He's a fighter's fighter, right? Anybody that's been in the game for a long time loves Ed Herman, respects what he does, and I, I like people like that because it says something about one, the nature of his character, but two, his skill set. If you suck, the MMA community isn't going to embrace you and talk about how you know how you're a let not a legend, but like you know just that you're you're an OG, right? You don't earn OG status without putting in work. Ed Herman. Puts in that work, he's gonna get it done. Plus two hundred, dude. I'm I, listen. I didn't know. I, I, I'm gonna to have to go back and look at our text messages. I'm pretty sure you said that Ed Herman sucks and that you want to go with Rodriguez here.
0: Now I was the only uh, man that actually sent you my picks. You didn't oh. send me
2: shit. Well, you did. I didn't because I initially read them and I said I hate these and went the other <laughs> direction. So let's right. keep think- let's keep in- let's keep things moving, man. Andrea Lee minus three fifteen taking on Roxanne Modafferi. Modafferi had her moment in the sun here, but as it stands right now, she's sitting at a plus two fifty five. Andrea Lee minus three fifteen. Look, dude, it's a women's fight. It's going to be pretty close to fifty fifty. But I don't know if Modafferi has it done. Listen, I think Modafferi is going to have the better gas tank here. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to have the better submissions. But I don't want to touch this fight, man. Can we just avoid this one? Or do we have to play something? If you're going to make me play it, I'm going to play Andrea Lee and Billy Q together. That's a two person parlay, and I'm walking away.
0: Yeah, that's the, that's the only value you're going to get. I think a lot of people were high on uh, Roxanne, obviously, after um, the. Uh, no, no. Um, sorry, Macy Barber fight. And I say uh. the Macy Barber fight, but that was very one sided in the fact that macy barber blew out her acl in the first five seconds of the fight you know while you know roxanne's very technically sound andrea's got a great gas tank i love the women's flyweight division i just have to go ahead and say that with jennifer maya beating um uh calderwood outside of shevchenko that division is wide open anyone can be that next contender anyone can vie for that next title shot in that flyweight division i think that on Drea's had a, a good run. I think everyone's been hyped on her for a while. I think she's got a, she's got good finishes. Um, I, I just don't see Roxanne getting this done. I don't think she has the strength. While she's better on the ground and more technically sound, she doesn't have the strength to hold it down on the ground. I think Andrea's got great stand up. She's got great takedown defense. She's going to outpoint her. This is it.
2: Here's how I know you and I run in two two different circles, right? I mean, we're here. We do this together, right? But you see that name and you say Andrea. Mm. I see that name and I see Andrea. Mm. So the type of people that are in my life that have a name <laughs> like that, it's Andrea, not Andrea. You got that, see, see, you got that exotic SoCal, you know, the the, the yeah. those type of women. Like right? that's what you got, those women around you where people yeah. are names like. Highfalutin shit like Andrea. We don't have that here. Like that's not a thing here. It's Andrea.
0: Andrea, that's so hardcore. That's not. That's not a beautiful woman's name, man.
2: That's not. That's so hardcore. That comes with a punch. That's what I'm. That's. I mean, that was the. That was the idea. You know. I think. I mean, if you look at a chick like Andrea Lee, I mean, that's that's. Yeah, she's from Louisiana, right? Yeah. So you're not getting. You're not getting Andrea from. You know. Andrea, Melania, Victoria—like you're getting all these fancy. I mean, you're you're you name chicks that sound like they should be hanging out with cartel bosses. I'm talking about Andrea that works at the Waffle House on Tuesdays. You know, that's who. That's who I'm talking about. So
0: I know that's all American of you. I I appreciate that, but I'm just trying to put some flair. Right. Oh, there we go.
1: All right,
2: dude, let's keep things moving right along. I appreciate your flair for the dramatic. I, I do last names, you do first names. Yeah, that's exactly. A, that's a good uh, Here's a great one for you. Ottman Azatar taking on, Kama worthy. Listen, Kama worthy, Pittsburgh's own, the Berg. Um, taking on Ottman Azatar, the undefeated 12 0 fighter. Azatar at a slight underdog minus, or sorry, plus 105, Kama worthy. Uh, is on the map now, man. As a favorite, minus one thirty-five. First time in the UFC as a favorite, coming up against an undefeated fighter as a favorite. Uh, you're you're team worthy on this one, are you not?
0: When are people going to give Kama worthy his deal? This not guy, today. It's not going to be today. today? Not going
2: to be today. No.
0: I have to say this is this is quintessential. This is exactly how Kama worthy was uh, birthed into the UFC. It, they've never leaned into him. He was a sacrificial lamb of sorts when he went up against John mcdessey He was. When they brought him in as a last-minute replacement against John mcdessey the whole plan was, hey, let's just do a filler and he's just gonna get worked. Didn't happen. Flip the script. Commonworthy wins that fight. A year later, he takes on Luis Peña. Luis Pena was on this high of a, of a train of all sorts. This is the most this is the O'Malley hype train. Luis Pena comes in and what? common worthy shows that, Hey, you know, you're striking, you're unorthodox length, your lankiness, all that stuff. I'm going to negate that. I'm going to get in close. I'm going to utilize my clinch. I'm going to make this fight a little bit dirty boxing. I'm going to come out the victor. That's what's happens. I think this is a guy that fights dirty, but he's technically sound. and He's got a great IQ and he's got heart, man. I know that's a weak thing to put into bets, but he's got heart. This guy is freaking came from the, the foundation that is mixed martial arts. And now he's on the main card. Let's go.
2: Okay, so first of all, I mean, one thing that you and I have tried very hard not to do is correct one another, but I have to do this for the sake of your argument here because it's me versus you, is that Kama Worthy has never fought John McDessie. Yes, he He did. No, he didn't. He came in last. Trey. Yes, he did. There's many hills to die on. This is not one you want to die on. He came in last second and fought Devontae Smith and knocked out Devontae Smith.
0: No, I'm going to die on this one, dude.
2: Do you really, you really want to McDessie. die on this one? Yep. When?
0: Someone look it up. Put it when? in the comments. I'm going to post
2: okay. it. Okay. So Devontae Smith, he knocked out in the Cormier um, uh, the DC fight, uh, the, their, their second one on that card. And then he beat Luis Pena. He did not fight John Mcdessey If he did, it wasn't in the UFC. It may have been in CES. It may have been in CFFFC. It was not in the UFC. And I don't like to, again, I don't like doing this, but you're literally coming up, up against an encyclopedia here. And I'm telling you, he has not fought John McDessey in the UFC. And John McDessey has been in the UFC for probably the better half of seven years now.
1: Okay,
0: keep going while I pull this up. Okay. You can All tell right. me why Kama Worthy is not going to win this fight. He's
2: not going to win this fight because Ottman Azatar is a Caucasus Mountain warrior and he's going to destroy Kama Worthy because Kama Worthy is going to come out there with that chin sky high, <laughs> with that frantic, herky jerky. Essence of Keith Jardine hand movement, and he's going to try low calf kicks, and when he does so, Otman's going to catch him with a check left or an overhand right, and he's going to put him to sleep. That mohawk is bouncing off the apex canvas. He's getting slept. Ottman Azatar by knockout some, some at some point in time in that fight. Otman Azatar, 13-0. The O will not go on Saturday night. Why are you embarrassed? Did you go up against the encyclopedia and lose? Do you see the size of my skull? Oh, man I haven't, I, I haven't missed a fight in 20 years, Trey. Don't go against the skull.
0: Why was that a fragment of my imagination then? Why well, I don't just dream of two dudes fighting. I saw this in my brain.
2: Yeah, yeah well so that's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. Well, it is what it is. It is what it is, and the comment sections never live. So, you know, there, there you have it. So, all right, let's yeah. put a let's let's wrap through this main event real quick, Trey, and then um, we'll run through the prelims real quick, and then put it put a bow on this. We're at an hour and twenty minutes. This is longer than most of our episodes go. I know a lot of people like it, but you know, we're just gonna. It's getting to be eleven o'clock, my time Eastern, and that's pretty late for a guy that's got to work still. So, let's touch on this main event, Michelle Waterson, the Karate Hottie herself. It's taken on. Angela Hill, Michelle Waterson minus one hundred five. Angela Hill minus one hundred twenty five. So we're we're approaching Pickham here, right? Slight, slight underdog uh, for Michelle Watterson, Look, man, Angela Hill has been on a tear. She's looked better, better, better. Beat Claudia Gadelia for my money, even though the judges gave it to Cadelia for whatever reason, I don't know what they were watching. Um, but here we are, Angela Hill getting that main event spot, uh, after the, uh, what was it? The Teixeira Santos fight fell apart. Here we are, man. Uh, main event, uh, somebody put it out there first black woman to ever headline a UFC event, Angela Hill. I think she gets it done. This is where you you and I disagree. I'm betting with my brain and not with my heart. Mom champ is not happening. I love Michelle Waterson, but mom champ will never be. Angela Hill's getting it done. Um, I don't necessarily love an inside the distance play here because both of these women are incredibly durable, but I do expect a war of attrition, one of which will be won by cardio where Angela Hill is superior to Michelle Waterson.
0: You're out of your mind. All right, I'm going to be very, very... um particular with the words I choose and make sure that I I convey this as truthfully as possible. Okay. I find this interesting that this was originally slated for three rounds, right? Mm -hmm. Now we've got five rounds. Now, if Mm -hmm. you look at Michelle Waterson, she's been in two main events. So she's had two, five round stints behind her Mm -hmm. Angela Hill. She's never had it. Now, while Angela Hill is a very active fighter, she's the Donald Cerrone, you could say of the female fighters.
1: Oh, the
0: fourth and fifth round is a totally different beast. The thing is, the blueprint's out for, for Angela. And unfortunately, it's something that's it's it's the central focus for Watterson. Bring it to the ground. Angela is not good on the ground. We all know that. We know she can strike, but Waterson is great. She's got a great takedown. She's got great judo. She's got okay submissions that are very basic submissions, but they're ones that can get it done in a women's fight. I think Waterson coming off two losses, she's going to get back to the foundation, the ABCs, which is going to be strike enough to get within distance, be able to clinch, bring this to the ground, submission. I actually see inside the distance, and I know I, I never say inside the distance for women's fights, but a five-round fight, there's a chance.
2: I think over four and a half. I think four and a half is, is where it's at right now. And I'm, if I'm not mistaken, over four and a half is at a minus two plus, like at a minus 220. Um. Listen, I know, I know you're talking about Karate Hotties, uh, ABCs, but I think you're just thinking about her T's and A, um, mm-hmm. because there's no way she gets this done, dude. There's just no – I mean, listen, I don't want to say there's no way. It's women's MMA. That's a toss-up. That would be foolish for me to say there's no way she gets it done. No way she gets it done would be Carlos Barza beating Amanda Hebas. That's no way she gets it done. Um, what you call it, Michelle Watterson has a decent chance of winning this fight. I just don't think it's going to happen. I just think Angela Hill gets done, and that it is what it is. So, I agree to disagree, bet the beard. Uh, you know, so here we go. Let's run through these prelims real quick. All right, we, we were going to dedicate a little bit more time to it, but you know, the, the interviews are what they are, and we're, we're happy about it. All right, we've got. Women's MMA kicking off the main card. Justine, I shit myself in the cage. Kish at 7-2, and two, taking on Sabina Mazzo. Mazzo is fancying herself as a little bit of a prospect here, Trey. She's at 8-1 and one as a pro here. Um, look, she's going to be the favorite going into fight night. Uh, what do you think here? Th- does Justine Kish get any sort of love? coming back after a long layoff you know it's admittedly it, she's a plus 200 underdog sabina mazo's at a minus 255 is this an mma a women's mma fight that's worth um i'm sorry worth putting money on
0: um it's a tough one i mean kish has been around for forever she's a good kickboxer um you know she's tough uh mazo though you know she's won her last two ufc outings Ah, uh, she's she's an up-and-coming prospect. She's definitely going to come in with a little bit better cardio. She's going to be able to outwork, outpoint. I don't think that there's much weight to be put in this. this. Is you know, smaller cage, you know, vet versus prospect. It's a tough one. So I'd stay away from this. I am leaning uh, Sabina in this fight, but uh, definite toss up. For All sure. right. Well, it's
2: me versus you. So give a pick.
0: I'm taking Mazo.
2: All right, Mazo here as well. For all the reasons you said, I just don't think Justine Kish is that good, so I'm taking Mazo as well. All right, Brian Barbarina at 14 and 7, taking on Anthony Ivey at 8 and 3. Brian Barbarina went on a bit of a tear a couple years ago, still sitting at a big favorite here against Anthony Ivey, minus 270. Anthony Ivey plus 210. I think this is a weird spot for Brian Barbarina. This is the type of fighter that could actually beat him based on the fact that Brian Barbarina seems to do well with a crowd behind him. Seems to do well when the bright lights are on him and when he's just relegated to this idea of hanging out in an empty octagon with nobody around against a guy that he may or may not be taking that seriously. Anthony Ivey plus 210 is a live dog here, um, but I don't necessarily know if I want to take him and go that far against the chalk. Um, probably going to lean an in inside-the-distance play here, but for the sake of me versus you, Beard versus Hawaiian, I'm going to take Brian Barberina. I'm going to go safely chalk right here.
0: I got to take the safe pick as well. I, I say that because he's dude, he's the toughest nose one seven year on the planet. And Ivy, there's just not much to talk about. I mean, he got KO'd in less than a minute. Granted, it was a short notice fight, but he got KO'd in less than a minute on a short notice fight. I have not have, I don't have enough notes on him. Brian is a tough person to put away. He's a wild man. He's extremely durable. I got to go that way.
2: Okay. All right. Moving things along. Frank, the crank Camacho 22 and nine taking on Brock Weaver. Uh, pink slips in the mail for either one of these guys when they lo- if they lose this fight Uh, this is an absolutely must win fight for both guys brock weaver at a plus 170 frank camacho minus 210 this is going to be my biggest underdog that i take on the night i'm taking brock weaver plus 170 against frank camacho frank camacho's chin has been disappearing lately brock weaver hits hard cardio advantage frank camacho uh power advantage brock weaver i'm counting on a firefight i'm counting on brock weaver landing and i'm counting on frank camacho going to sleep brock weaver plus 170 lock it in
0: Wow. Okay. Um, it's funny that Roosevelt Roberts is actually on this card because he just submitted obviously Brock Weber in their last bout. Um, you got to remember though, Brock didn't win his first fight. He won by an illegal knee. He really doesn't have anything to stand on. He got DQ'd in his first. He gets submitted by Roosevelt Roberts in the second. Frank Camacho, you know, while he's two and five in the UFC, not stellar. He's he's literally a pawn for the UFC. He's a placeholder. He's someone. Mm you know, put in on the cards. It's a tough one to pick. They're equally skilled. They're equally tough. Um, I think Camacho's had more looks. He's had better experience and better fighters up against him. Uh, uh, I'm going to go Camacho on this just because I like the vet savvy, um, the IQ. I just, I haven't seen anything out of Brock to give a staple for him.
2: Okay, perfect. All right. Bobby Green taking on Alon Petrik. Quick turnaround for Bobby Green. Bobby Green, 26, 10, and 1. Alon Petrik at 15 and 2. Definitely a different stylistic matchup um, than we're used to seeing uh, with Bobby Green fights. They like to feed him stand-up fighters. Bobby Green minus two seventy-five. Patrick at a plus two fifteen. Bobby Green admittedly looked pretty good in that Clay, Quay, uh, Clay Guida fight. I lost some money there. I don't necessarily know if it was much as much to like really make me feel confident and how he's going to fare against Alon Patrick here. I do think he's going to have the better cardio come fight night. I'll take Bobby Green here, but not because I. Love like it uh, so much as it is i think it's safe and i'm trying to get enough points to beat you on saturday
0: look at that alan patrick patrick bro patrick his
2: last name is not patrick though it's patrick <laughs> it is he's french canadian
0: i'm gonna call it patrick
2: all okay, right um, well go uh, ahead
0: I'm, I'm not gonna take patrick though in this fight i like bobby green i think you know we saw a culmination of a great striking defense against Lando venato we saw a great wrestling defense against clay guida I think that he, when you talk about being more well-rounded, that's what Bobby Green is. Alan Patrick has not fought since 2018. New cage, no crowd. That's going to weigh a lot on you. He's a striker, but I do think that Bobby Green's a better striker, so he's going to get frustrated try to take this thing down to the ground. Bobby Green's got great takedown defense. So, again, well-rounded, Bobby Green takes the win.
1: Fair
2: enough. Fair enough. <sighs> I don't love it, but I'll, I'll take it. So, um, all right. All right. Matt Frivola, 8-1-1, taking on Roosevelt Roberts, 10-2. I feel like we talk about Roosevelt Roberts like every three weeks, man, whether he's fighting or not. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. This dude constantly shows up in our conversations. He's a 10-2. He's taking on Matt, the steamroller Frivola. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, man, yeah. I don't know what to do with this fight here. I'm going to be honest with you. This one probably has me the most perplexed out of all the fights that we're going to have on Saturday night. It's at a dead pick right now. Matt Frivola. Uh, is just an absolute wrecking machine or a steamroller, if you will. Roosevelt Roberts, obviously, slick boxing, pretty decent submissions. Not great with the wrestling or, or uh, submission defense, but he has some that he can use. Matt frivola notoriously tough to put away. I'm going to lean ever so slightly, ever so slightly towards Matt frivola. Mm-hmm. ever Just, dude, and and I mean this, like in just the – pubic hair divided in half. Mm-hmm. That's how much I'm leaning towards Matt Frivola.
0: Okay. Um, I think you said it well. Roosevelt Roberts, he doesn't do anything great or good. He just does everything well. He's extremely lanky, utilizes his range, his reach. He's got good submissions. He can snatch up a guillotine or a darce like boom. Um, but, you know, he just does everything well. He kind of just falls into place for him. Frivola on the other hand things don't fall into place for him he fucking moves walls he steamrolls those things dude he just freaking comes in Kool-Aid man just like boom dude I'm here the guy's wild and I think that's what makes me nervous about Frivola is with that wild striking you leave yourself to so many vulnerabilities and all it takes is one quick guillotine up against the cage one slick darts on the ground something like that Roosevelt Roberts we've seen him snatch those before he can get this done I'm gonna go with a more conservative pick. I feel of the two, which is Roosevelt Roberts.
2: That's fine, and I'm also gonna go with a double ginger parlay too because I'm taking Frivola and Ed Herman here. So I'm going double gingers here. I'm going, I'm going gingy too. gingy deuce. Okay, just to let you know, I'm throwing wow. a parlay together. Yeah, double ginger. Um, right, right, absolutely. All right, dude. So let's get this. Uh, let, 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 we got two more fights. Um, and then we're going to put a bow on this thing. Julia Vila taking on Sajara Eubanks. We obviously went we went with Sarge uh, last week. That fight fell apart. Quick rebook against Julia Vila uh, with the panda hair. I like Julia Vila, man. You know that's 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 a that's a in my heart kind of play. Um, but I still think that Sarge could possibly get this wow. done. <laughs> what? Wow. What? You think that Julia Avila is going to win this?
0: I think that Sarge would have won her fight when she was supposed to fight Carol Rosa because Carol Rosa cannot strike for shit. Okay. Because Julia Ovia can actually strike. She's got good striking. She's got yes, yeah, she does. She's got some power. Pa- when you compare Julia Avia against Carol Rosa, it's not even a question. They're on two different sides of the world. I think that's uh Sarge, all she's gonna do is look for the ground. She's got atrocious striking. So I think if Julia can keep this up on the on the feet, then I think we're in a good spot. So I like Julia and I think what she's at a, she's at a dog right now.
2: Who Julia is? Yeah. No, she's a huge favorite. She's a minus 315 favorite. That's how the chalk. How is that possible? That's the chalkiest of chalk picks for how everything. How is that possible? You literally just described how it's possible and why you're taking her. You said she's gonna dominate everywhere. That's why she's a minus three oh five. you the only just reason I'm the saying thing, I that, I don't
0: think she was though, is because she doesn't have she doesn't have any resume really to back it up.
2: Sarge has a crazy
0: extensive resume
2: well she knocked out listen so so avia knocked out um gina mazzani which I'm, I'm i'm pretty convinced that gina isn't a fighter anymore um i i like gina she seems like a very sweet lady um i just think maybe we might need to find something else to do
0: well, and um, it's a late notice fight for Julia, so i just don't understand uh, well i'm i'm with vegas that's great i mean fine. it's not great i'd like to make money but
2: yeah. i'm going i'm going sarge plus 240 i'll take another big dog i don't care it threaten me me with a women's huge dog play i'll do it i don't care (laughs) i'll take i'll take sajari eubanks by wrestle death round and pound she's gonna take julia's pretty face and just turn it into mush she's gonna (laughs) start your fire man
0: all right i love it
2: she's gonna send her freaking face through boot camp sarge style all right Featured prelim, Tyson Nam, 19-11, Matt Schnell 14 and 5. I mean, any guy that used to fight on an MTV show, yes. you got you gotta take him over a guy like Tyson Nam, right? Tyson Nam at a minus 120, Matt Schnell at a minus 110. Um, look, best body hair in the game right now, I think, goes to a guy like Matt Schnell. That he's got a, you know, his chest looks like my like my chin, man. Just very cultivated. Uh you know just very long body hair I think it's going to be enough to help secure that grip on Tyson Nam who's going to be slick and then uh you know just absolutely wrap him up man I think Matt Schnell and I think by decision
0: uh dude Uh, the MTV guys do so well what's another one mayhem he's doing great um yeah yeah yeah, he's doing great
2: he just got Um, wrestling,
0: yeah did he really
2: yeah
0: oh man um Tyson Nam's a vet. We all know that. Um, I think the one thing that I get worried about with Tyson Nam is he's prone to getting outworked. Matt Schnell is very um, he, he he puts out a lot. He's a lot of he has a lot of output with him. I think that Nam's a bit wiser. Um, I think he's experienced in a small cage and no crowd. It's going to be weird for Nam, but I think that I just like the vet play on this. I think that see, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I'm a little bit back and forth on this. I said, I know I said Nam at the beginning. Make your play. I know. Make no, your play. I'm taking Nam. I'm All taking right. Nam. The guys, he's on a four-five win streak, lost his first two, but his first two were in devastating fashion. He got knocked out by Pantoja. Ah, I just see Nam picking him apart as long as it gets done in the first two rounds.
2: All right, so let's rifle off the picks from top to bottom. Beard versus Hawaiian, put a bow on this thing. Justine Kish versus Sabina Mazo. I'm going Mazo. Mazo. Brian Barberina, Anthony Ivey. I'm going Barberina. Barbarina. Frank Camacho, Brock Weaver. I'm going Weaver. Camacho. Green versus Patrick. I'm taking Green. Green. Frivola versus Roberts. I'm taking Frivola. Roberts. Avila versus Eubanks. I'm taking Eubanks. Avila. Nam versus Schnell. I'm taking Schnell. Nam. Nelson versus quarantio I'm taking Quarantillo. Quarantillo. Herman versus Rodriguez. I'm taking Herman. Herman. Lee versus Montefiore. I'm taking Lee.
0: TNA, Watterson. Oh, did you say Lee and Montefiore? Yeah, Sorry, bro. Sorry, you're thinking funny.
2: about Watterson. You're are already so thinking about
0: of... far ahead. <laughs> Get
2: your life. I'm man. taking
0: Lee. I'm taking Lee.
2: All right. Fair enough. And then Azatar versus Worthy. Uh, Worthy. All right. And then Waterson versus Hill. I'm taking Hill. Waterson. All right, man. That's it. Listen, I appreciate everybody that joined us on the chat. Shout out to our show sponsors, Stay Classy Meets and Allegiance. Be sure to tune in on Friday night, September 11th, and give Taylor uh, Johnson a huge shout out. And obviously if you take a screenshot of anything like that on the uh, send it to us. We'll gladly repost everything on Insta or whatever you guys want to do. Uh, anytime we can wave that punch list, MMA banner, absolutely appreciate that. Uh, Trey, you have any parting thoughts for the people before we get out of here?
0: Yeah, I do. People have been lighting up the comments saying fear the beard, hashtag fear the beard. First off, I'm wanting to know bitches and not even just that, but I'm one to know let's go.
2: <laughs> fair enough all right guys follow us on all our social media channels if you don't do so already uh, at Punchlist mma just about anywhere you can find it and then if you want to shoot us an email chat at punchless mma best way to support the show is by supporting our sponsors shout out to stay classy me shout out to allegiance use our promo codes and save yourself some money and uh until then be good to each other shout us out on social media and then are we doing a beer money giveaway for this one or no no next week beer money giveaway all right guys appreciate you thanks